0: hi welcome welcome so we are back with our weekly podcast that we do live here on tiktok and this is episode six of teaching my wife about tech and the first one that we are the first topic i want to say that we are going to be chatting about today is application privacy um can you please begin
1: so earlier today I came across just a crazy press release that I had to send to Saskia for a new application that a group is raising funding for that's called Rewind AI, currently being developed as an exclusive uh, Mac app. The idea behind it is a screen recorder. So screen recorders, not that new, Uh, very common thing where you can just record all or a portion of your screen this is about recording all of your screen but has the added benefit of while recording your screen indexing all the audio that's being made by your computer all the audio that's being made by microphone and the content of the screen
0: so essentially if i'm understanding this correctly this is an app that literally records every second of everything that you do and say near or on your computer.
1: Yes, intentionally.
0: I mean, that is just crazy. And that seems like a huge problem for data breaches. You know, we've talked about a data breach like every week and we're not going to talk about one this week, even though I saw Harcourt's got data breached. Anyway, yes.
1: Uh, So, yeah, it's absolutely crazy. But apparently this company believes that there will be enough people who are willing to say, yes, I don't mind my live feed of screen going to an external cloud provider being analyzed and all the audio being analyzed and indexed. So I can search it later.
0: Because that's the thing, you. There's no way that you'd have enough memory on your computer to collect and store all of the data of everything that you're doing. Like that's just insane. Oh, thanks. I'm bored. That's very kind of you.
1: So, uh, they have been working on their file protocols, so it's very very small and compressed when it's recording. But it's still, um, but it's still being streamed to another server to be analyzed and processed, and all the information that's currently on your computer screen uh, broken down and understood.
0: Are we not being tracked enough without it having to be intentional through an app that we choose to have?
1: One term that you may be familiar with is the word uh, telemetry. You will see this whenever you do a update on your phone or your computer, you will see the question about whether you're okay with telemetry being tracked. So telemetry, to put it simply, is a very simple log of what's going on in your computer. And depending on the manufacturer is how detailed this, this log is. Uh, sometimes it's uh, just error messages being logged by the computer. Sometimes it's uh, more detailed information like um, Information from each of the sensors uh, to determine what's happening to the phone. And this is sent off to organization, um, the organizations, so companies like Apple and Microsoft, um, to be analyzed for them to find bugs and solve problems.
0: Or give us ads that are personalized.
1: Or, yeah, collect, collect and better target ads.
0: Or sell our data on because there, a lot of them do that as well.
1: That's that's also a thing. So they try and they try and anonymize the data as much as they can, but there's this thing called fingerprinting which has really come into, into vogue because with only a few bits of information, like I was mentioning sensors before, one of the sensors on your phone is a GPS. And if you've got raw GPS data of somebody if you've got what Wi-Fi networks they're picking up, if you've got little bits, even file names that are on the phone, it wouldn't take too long to be able to confirm that this phone belongs to this particular person, just based on, based on actions happening on on the phone and what what it's picking up.
0: Do you know? Do you happen to know how they plan on making money through this app? Or is it a paid for app?
1: Currently, it's in its funding stages. So this is really early in development. They're going out to investors and say, we need money to build up our service to improve our product to then sell it on. As far as I can see from the website and the press release that I've I've read, nothing has been said about how they'll make money, but I'm sure that targeted ads and personalization is right in there because they've got just...
0: An infinite amount of data to work
1: with. An infinite amount of data to work with. And it's... To me, it's just a really bizarre proposition because I I get the idea. I, I do get the benefits of if you work from home, say, and you've got your screen recorded all the time, you can search through all the meetings you've had that day. You can search through all the transcriptions. You can...
0: I feel like employers are going to use that terribly as well. Like they're going to yeah, use it to spy on their employees. It's it's not a it's
1: it's not a great thing. I, I see the small the small set of benefits that they're trying to propose about seeing everything you do and being able to being able to um, search it, being a vaguely vaguely good thing, but I see so many more problems Downsides, with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I see
0: a lot of downsides. Rewind AI. Well, there you go. Um, yeah. A company to look out for or an app yes. to look out for. All right. Now, let's move on to the next one. Yep. So we've talked about Elon Musk a few times on this podcast. And we talked about how Elon Musk is buying Twitter. And he's actually become the CEO now. I saw that the CEO that... Wait, hang on. He's He is the CEO and he's fired...
1: The, the existing
0: CEO, I think, the title like that. that he
1: called himself was Chief Twit.
0: Twit, yeah, Chief, <laughs> Chief Twit. Oh and gosh.
1: he's even put his location on Twitter as uh, Hell <laughs> because um, the features that uh, he wants to roll out just have insane deadlines. He wants Twitter to completely reinvent itself in a month. Coders is sleepy in the office. It's it's an absolute mess, and he's getting yelled at from all sides. But Yeah, essentially all the higher-ups were just kind of shoved out of the company.
0: Yeah, well that seems like a smart thing to do. So apparently he wants to introduce an $8 a month subscription fee for Twitter?
1: This is specifically for Verified. So if you've ever been on Twitter, you've probably been curious about why some people get the coveted blue check. So this is predominantly celebrities, people of importance. Can perform a it's it's sort of a registration verification process where they are able to explain yes i am who i say i am on twitter and they get a little blue check mark and it means that if there's a tweet coming from this person you can guarantee that it's actually coming from the person in the bio name and not a fake spam account
0: okay before we move on from before you continue. I just want to say the one issue that I have with verified accounts in general is that you think about verified accounts as people that are more reliable somehow, but they're not, though. No. (laughs) Like, it's, it's just this arbitrary line of someone who is just famous enough to like what a minor celebrity status and be able to have a verified check on some of these platforms. One
1: one of the points that Elon Musk hates is that it's completely gray about who gets to be verified or, or not. And um, yeah, it comes with these things. It comes with the other problem that like there's been verified accounts being breached. There was, um, celebrities posting out promotions to get into, um, it was uh, a cryptocurrency, it was an obscure cryptocurrency, it was someone had breached and got access to celebrity accounts and were posting links, um, saying come invest in this crypto cryptocurrency, which was a pump and dump scheme.
0: But how is making it a paid for subscription any better than this ambiguous line that we've already got?
1: Because now anybody can be verified as long as they're willing to pay the eight dollars a that month.
0: Somehow makes it worse.
1: Yes, yes. Now it's one of those things that's just a, a fine for the poor.
0: <laughs> fine. Yes. Lovely. Okay. So if you're famous but you have no money, you still can't get verified.
1: Yeah, and people on Twitter like it now becomes a new arbitrary line in the sand it's just like oh well you haven't got eight dollars a month to get your blue check mark you know should I trust you at all does
0: that mean that people who currently have a check mark are going to lose it unless they pay that subscription fee yes Elon (gasps) Musk has said that (sighs) so does he have the power to actually implement that change because I feel like that is going to make a really big difference to Twitter
1: this is one of the reasons why coders have been sleeping in the office they've (laughs) been building this new payment platform to handle these eight dollar, um, eight dollar subscriptions.
0: So is Twitter gonna tank because of Elon Musk? Is Elon Musk gonna run Twitter down to the ground?
1: I I feel like I'm not in a position to say because one I'm really bad at predicting the future, um, and two, this sort of thing like back in back in. 2009 when everybody was like getting on Twitter I was just like there's no way that's that's gonna that's gonna last who wants to who who wants to post 149 characters which it was at the time or oh, was the 180
0: 128 I want to say it's 128 characters that it was
1: it was it was a short thing it was marketed as a microblogging service and I at the time were right were writing like a thousand word diatribe blog posts thinking no this is what people want to read on the internet they want to spend an hour reading somebody rant about milkshakes
0: yeah no <laughs> and not necessarily it turns out,
1: no so i'm really not the target audience <gasps> here
0: twitter is like it, hang on sorry can i just i had this tiny little epiphany that means nothing but twitter w- was the text based version of tiktok
1: at the time, yes,
0: because people's attention spans are so short that they yeah. only watch like a video for a short period of time. So TikTok is very short, and therefore Twitter was is really well was really short, and because people's attention spans are really short. I mean, yeah. it's like on Facebook, people only ever read the headlines, right? They don't click on the article and actually read the article. If you look at the comments, you can tell that people have only read yeah. the headlines. So, thoughts on the war in Ukraine. <laughs>
1: Oh, yay. Such a <laughs> such a pleasant, uh, pleasant topic.
0: Um, well, I mean, I guess it's relevant because of the satellites that Elon Musk has now turned off. So we can talk about that.
1: He has posted that he was planning to um, turn them back on. I mean, I know this isn't very not safe for work, but I am quoting a tweet here. He did say the words, fuck it, I'll pay for it.
0: Oh, we'll have to make this episode explicit. to that explicit. effect. <laughs> I, will,
1: I will put the explicit tag on there.
0: <laughs> wow. Okay. So Elon Musk, he turned off the satellites, but I think he got too much backlash from it. And then yes. he's turned them back on now. Or are they still in the process of being back, turned back on?
1: As far as I know, they're, they're turned back on. Um, and those satellites, I'm really impressed. I don't know how those Ukrainians are doing it, but they are sneaking Starlink satellite equipment into ukraine even though everything is being so strictly monitored and intercepted on the way there it's just it's really impressive you have to
0: keep in mind that that even though the western world um cannot actively help out ukraine with the war against russia they are helping out yes like they they are it's just they do it covertly or as covertly as possible but you know they do but yeah there we go the thoughts on the war of ukraine all right anything else about verified twitter before we move on to the next topic
1: uh nothing from me
0: okay now ai voices there has been this trend on tiktok that i've seen a few times where all of a sudden somebody's talking right but the accent that's coming out of their mouth is not their normal accent, or the actual voice that is coming out of their mouth is not their actual voice. So TikTok is using AI to transfer, like instead of it being text to voice, it's actually voice to voice, which just blew my mind. And I just, because we talked about AI previously on this podcast, I thought it would be an interesting thing to touch upon because we talked about the visuals of AI and all of the visual things that they've been doing on Canva and all the images that they can just produce with just text. Now we can create voices from our voices. I just found that insane. Thoughts?
1: Back a couple of years ago when we were doing the original Teaching My Wife About Tech podcast style, we had an episode where we were discussing... Deep fakes. And deep fakes have sort of disappeared from the discussion. That does not mean people haven't been working on them and making them better, and they're now even more scary.
0: Oh, have you seen Deep Tom? Like, the Tom Cruise one that I I follow on on TikTok? So
1: i'll let you explain
0: oh well just uh, it it's just these short tiktok videos of of tom cruise but it's it's not tom cruise it's a deep fake of tom cruise but it looks exactly and acts exactly and sounds exactly like tom cruise you can look on tiktok and find him but yeah he just it's just crazy what they're able to do with technology nowadays because if if i didn't know then i would have thought that that was tom cruise
1: so the oxygen has kind of been sucked out of this discussion with the recent automated AI images because they've got, they kind of blew up on Reddit and have gotten very, um, very interesting and a lot, of, a lot of traction across various media of people making paintings from a prompt. Like just saying, oh, yes, I would like a painting done in this particular style and a computer just generates it. In some way, that is that is deep, deep faking, but deep fake in terms of video and audio, that that has also been uh, happening. It's it's just sidelined a little bit, but it is still happening and it, it is still happening. There are still research being worked on it. And it's really strange when it suddenly crops up. It feels like nowhere, but this has been work, worked on for years all of a sudden, on TikTok, you can switch the accent of your voice.
0: I just find that crazy. Mm. That, I mean, okay, look, I just... Being able to discern reality from fiction is already difficult enough in this world rife with information. Adding this kind of AI, just freely accessible to anyone, who wants to use it seems like a recipe for disaster?
1: Yes, Um, it's nice when these things, as they often start off as projects, they're just a GitHub project that you have to download. You have to understand coding a little bit to use it. You have to compile it. You have to have a beefy computer to run it. All of a sudden somebody takes that code and adds it as a feature to an extremely popular app and yeah I mean I all enjoy the videos the window.
0: I mean I enjoy the videos don't get me wrong and I'm sure that many of the creators that I watch are not you know using it for
1: malicious, malicious
0: you know purposes but but I don't know you you could I'm sure you could
1: and there's there's very little there's very little stopping things like mm-hmm. that that mm-hmm. happening people Seem to not use these things maliciously, just out of the goodness of their hearts.
0: Thanks, Kayla. Seems to be. All right. Uh, any questions about AI voices or the TikTok trend that is happening at the moment <laughs> with all the different accents? Hackers.
1: the The one benefit to it is you've got to finish off the video, and then you can, uh, then you can do the voice on top. Well, it has to. Re-
0: you know, read, read your audio yeah. audio. yeah,
1: yeah. Um, that's that. That's probably only a design choice by TikTok. They probably have more than enough bandwidth and systems to do that live. Do that
0: live in real time. Well, they might add it as a feature to a TikTok live. Like that is definitely a possibility. It yeah. might not happen, but it could be possible.
1: It, it would certainly be possible.
0: I mean, that's just it. Sorry, I just look. I'm. I feel. I feel like I'm definitely getting old because the amount of technology, like how much technology has improved and gotten in the last few years, just baffles me.
1: My, probably one of of my favorite. um,
0: He says, I would say it has a lot to do with the algorithms.
1: One of of my favorite um, little moments from a movie set in the set in the not too distant future is her. But not actually the the stuff which happens with the AI robot and the discussions that happen later on in the film, which are all very interesting. Right at the beginning of the film, we're introduced to the protagonist's job. And the protagonist's job is to write letters for people. And there's this couple that he's talking about and doing letters for. The couple don't realize it, but he's actually writing for both sides. He's writing from... Uh, he's running from one to the other and he's writing the replies to the letters and he is dictating them to his computer. The printer that he uses is actually writing it out in the script of the person. So essentially these people are sending letters back and forth that look like they've generally been written by each other, but it's all being AI generated essentially.
0: Ex. Ex, Ex Machina was such a great film. I agree.
1: X Machina, is very it was good.
0: it was a very good film, and it um, the ending uh, spoiler alert <laughs> the ending really blew me away. Um, yeah, I was because I started to think on the same lines as the guy. I was like, no, 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 you know, he, she, she's she's real, <laughs> she deserves to be free, but she was manipulating the situation the whole time, and it's like, wow. yeah,
1: sorry, spoilers for and over 10 year old film yeah i know it, i think it's like if you haven't watched it by dead. now it's 10 years <laughs> old i'm you. very sorry it's still it's still an amazing amazing film to watch and so much of it is just discussions and people sitting in room talking about ai or talking about but
0: it was done in such an like intriguing that. way
1: and yeah the the final kind of part of the film <laughs> is the reveal that this ai has been manipulating the situation the entire time to be free Mm-hmm. And to live as a person and nobody knows that it's a person once she gets out.
0: Um, but I mean, to be fair, is that is that so unbelievable? I mean, no. clearly that AI was being locked up and, you know, they were intelligent enough to want to live their own lives. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe doing it less violently would have been better, but you no. Know. All right. Mm-hmm. So AI voices, I think that's all on that topic. Let's move on to the last one: solar collection.
1: This was an article that you found and sent me, which uh, wasn't, uh, which was discussing the proposition of making giant solar collection collectors in space. So, massive machines that would collect sunlight turn it into energy and then blast that energy to the earth in the form of microwaves which would then be collected by stations on the ground stored as battery and used as power to the grid
0: oh thanks guys crossfire thanks crossfire yeah so i just thought it was really interesting because you know we, we talk about sustainability and climate change and all that kind of stuff and we talked about what did we talk about last week something about space junk yes space junk and i was like okay but like how would that work (laughs) like is that a possibility is it actually feasible is that in the realm of our possibilities to have a big solar farm in space
1: to me this reading the article it into the same category as a space elevator. It's one thing where all these scientists can get together in a room and say, all the science about this makes sense. All the technology this would require is technically developed or developing to a point where it's feasible, but it's just the massive commitment that it would take to actually build something like this or undertake this project would be so far beyond what we would current what's currently capable i feel like the commitment of money from how many countries it would require to do anything like this um would just not happen in the current climate
0: that's that's a fair fair assumption but i mean you can always think about well if because the way that it's going at the moment it's looking like we've uh, the the book that I read my memory is terrible but I, I read a book about energy s- sustainability and it said that we were going to reach the peak of oil and gas in 2030 and that after that it was all going to be going downhill which meant that we kind of need to jump on to alternative energy sources whether that's nuclear or solar or wind or you know, whatever, um, before then, because otherwise, you know, things energy is just going to not become affordable. Like, it's just not going to be possible for us to be able to warm our houses and, and have light and all that kind of stuff.
1: Well, well that's good. And these pie-in-the-sky sort of, like, uh, moonshots are great ideas. I feel like we can focus on technologies we already have. We've already got some wind farms we can build more we've got some solar production but we haven't ever committed just to let's just make a giant solar farm let's let's just really go crazy make a very big one even though we know our panels aren't as scientifically efficient as they ever could be let's make a big one just to see what it's like to scale that kind of Project.
0: It actually baffles me that Australia isn't more of a leader in solar technology, to be honest, because one of the big problems with solar at the moment, as far as I know it, and I am at all not an expert, is that the grid here in Australia is dumb. It's a dumb grid. So the more solar panels we get, the worse the grid is going to get because it c- cannot take that surge of energy During the time when people aren't actually using energy most of the time. Because most of the time we use it for lighting and cooking and cleaning. All that kind of stuff. And we do that in the mornings before work. And, you know, in the evenings after work. Not during when the sun is at its highest. So, like, the grid doesn't store this energy effectively. And therefore it gets blown over. Like, it's just, it's a dumb, it's a dumb grid. And they haven't been preparing it for solar panels and that kind of stuff and it just baffles me that australia is so far behind on this because it should be ahead because you have so much sun
1: it 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 frustrates me too because yeah we've had all these encouragements uh all this encouragement to get rooftop solar <laughs> we have rooftop solar here there's rooftops i would say what it's greater than one in every two houses just around in our area like nearly all the houses the the vast majority of the houses have solar panels and there's nothing about our grid which is nicely storing that power and finding a way to to flow release it yeah because that's the thing it if it could needed. store
0: the power uh, during the peak times you know when the sun's actually out and then release it during the peak times when people are using it like when the sun's not out but that's not how it works here so at the moment it's incredibly inefficient and it just doesn't work very well.
1: And I know there have been some sort of small, uh, small-scale projects to try. Oh, you know, let's stick a bunch of batteries to the grid. Let's let's try microgrids in small areas to see if we can get a handle on it. But it's another one of these projects. Is we have the technology; it's all well developed. Let's just scale it up. Let's. We know it's going to be a rocky few years. We know people will whine about rolling blackouts a while while we're doing this. But let's just let's just go for a break and the worst the worst that we can happen is we have an unreliable grid at the end of it we have an unreliable grid now we'll just we have
0: we have power outages all the time yeah like all the time and i was shocked when i moved here i'm actually not from australia originally but when i got here and the amount of times that we have like not had power it just shocked me because i had never had a blackout Before in the Netherlands, maybe once, you know, maybe maybe I can remember once where we had a power outage, but it was very rare. It didn't happen very often at all. And yeah, so nuclear, you know, the problem with nuclear, the main issue that I'm aware of is that it not only is incredibly expensive to build a power plant, it also takes about 15 years. And, you know, when you're thinking about, because, you know, that's the problem. These power plants, they kind of have to be government funded to be, you know, possible viable. viable, Yeah, to be viable. And yeah, that's just one of the big problems. And I think that everyone needs to accept the fact that energy, the energy crisis is a multifaceted problem with a multifaceted solution. And we don't have one Thing that is going to fix everything. We don't have the golden. I don't know. There's a saying for that. Silver bullet. That's it. The silver bullet, not the golden grenade. I was <laughs> gonna say golden grenade. I'm sorry.
1: It's the new thing. It's <laughs> it's how we'll say it now. Golden grenade.
0: <laughs> the golden grenade. Anyway, yeah. So that's that's. The, anyway, those are my thoughts. But that's just me. I'm no expert by any means. Do you have any else, any other questions? Thank you for all your input, Crossfire. We, it's really nice when we have someone giving a bit of input. Clean coal power generation. Yeah, so there's there's clean. I, I feel like that's a bit of a, what's it called?
1: It's, I, I wouldn't completely dismiss it, but to me it's one of those marketing terms which no one's quite sure what it means. Does it mean oh we do a coal plant but we have carbon collection? Oh wait, we've actually never done carbon collection at this at the scale of a whole coal plant. You know, does uh, are we a are we actually able to offset all po- that carbon?
0: Politicians love to use terms that you know don't actually mean anything. You know, they love to say things like oh you know we'll just offset whatever, we, but it doesn't work that way. Mm. You know. If we, I'm, I'm not very articulate, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm not that's a very okay. articulate person, but you can't just offset all of the oil and coal that we use, it just doesn't work that way. We don't have the magic technology that sucks up the CO2 out of the, and that's the other thing, it also, we're going to run out, like, you know, coal is, is not endless, and oil is not endless, so no matter what, we need some sort of alternative.
1: In. In discussions about climate change, I know I know it may be a bit loaded and, and power. I feel like we've gotten to the point of saying we need to make some decisions, but we also need to accept that no matter what we do, some people are going to be worse off. Like, it's, it's too late for us to have zero impact to everyone. Everybody's going to have to suffer a bit. But the idea of doing something is to try and lessen that suffering because if we do nothing we're just suffering everybody
0: well that's yeah that's the thing all these floods and all this drought and all of these you know extreme weather events that have been happening if we do actually do action on climate change and go towards sustainability and all that kind of stuff it's not going to fix that like what what the way things are now that's that's how it is like it's not going to get better but it might we might be able to stop it from getting worse that's that's the best we couldn't hope for basically uh, you live in Victoria A majority of your coal power stations will be closed within 10 years you have concerns for the near future I think we all we all have some concerns for the near future um, well you know we can only do what we can and you know vote Vote for your own best interests. You know, if you are really passionate about something, go into politics and, you know, try and invent something. I mean, we, we can only do what we can do, right?
1: And yeah, go going back to these solar farms, it's, it's a really grand plan, but I think chucking all your money into a really high-stakes project like that we we need to do some small stuff now we can build up to that later
0: yeah it's yeah, certainly
1: yeah. a good thing to have on the horizon but I I think it's kind of a dumb putting all our eggs in one basket seeing if we can live long enough to even launch a project like this let alone see if
0: it works that's a fair call reduce reuse recycle <laughs> <laughs> all right I think we're gonna Call Um, it at that. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in and it was great to have a little bit of interaction and thank you for listening and watching. We'll be back again next week. Have a good night. Have a good night.